the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome to Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. And uh, we're going to talk today about what's going on during the month of May. And the month of May happens to be Mental Health Awareness Month. And a lot's been going on with mental health awareness and mental health issues. Everything from homeless to shootings and shooters to average people day to day. With us uh, is our returning uh, guest, Chris, Chris Phillips. Chris, welcome back. Hey, thanks a lot. So just to remind your listener, I'm a repeat guest, uh, somewhat of a healthcare expert at this point. I've been a nurse executive for about 30 years. Uh, I'm over clinical operations of a very large physician group, over 3,000 physicians of all specialties, 4 million patients. Uh, We have 20 nurses that take calls from across the country 24-7, around 4,000 calls a month. So I love to bring these topics to your listeners kind of from the front lines, the practical, like what does this really mean to us? And, Mm -hmm. Nick, I know you and I um, back uh, a couple weeks ago, I was telling you about about, um, a lot of great uh, progress in mental health in America. We scheduled to tape this show, and then last night – the Surgeon General came on and, you know, really proclaimed loneliness as an epidemic. So I think our timing here with this show is is really good. Well, you know, mental health, as as we mentioned, uh, the idea of mass shootings going on, people have mental conditions, I'm assuming, in most, if not all, of those cases. And we mentioned homeless um, and uh, loneliness, loneliness, as you mentioned, and also teen suicides. Tell us about these things and what's going on. Yeah, I really want to set the stage um, for your listeners. This, this is really some gold that, that I have developed over the years. I'm going to talk about different types and levels of uh, mental health. And for other professionals uh, listening out there, I am consolidating and simplifying this a little bit. But think about this. Um, you know, there are mood traits and disorders. There are personality traits. And then at some point, sometimes, that can move into a true psychotic disorder. So we all have, you know, we all have challenges with our mood, you know, a little depressed, a little blue, a little anxious, all of that. At some point, unfortunately, due to different things, you know, our, our aging, our environment, different medical conditions, that mood trait can move into a serious disorder. That can move into a personality disorder and then eventually into a psychotic diagnosis. So I think it's really important when we talk about all these really big issues, where do we and our loved ones fit into this scheme? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, throughout your show, I can talk about the loneliness epidemic, mass shootings, teen suicides, for instance, because even if you don't feel like you're personally susceptible, please, please be aware of the loved ones around you, whether children, grandchildren, friends, coworkers you're with, neighbors. I mean, we just had a 
you know, a mass shooting with a neighbor. Um, I've had some personal experience with an agitated neighbor that we had to call the police on several times that I could share. And uh, I know as we're coming up on our first break, let's kind of set the stage to put these through this filter of mood traits versus personality versus psychotic and see how your listeners can best um, somewhat self-diagnose, self-help, um, you know, through that progression mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. these different healthcare crises as they appear. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Let's take a short break. Uh, we're talking to Chris Phillips about the Mental Awareness Month. We'll be right back. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate. We'll be back after these words, so don't go away. Welcome back to Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Uh, we're talking about mental awareness, mental health, uh, and mental health awareness month, the month of May, 2023. Talking to Chris Phillips about what's going on, on out there. Uh, Chris, what is going on out there with mental health? How prevalent is mental health issues? Do we have any statistics on what percentage of the public may from time to time experience a mental health issue? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is an incredible renaissance going on in mental wellness, mental health. This has been really going on for the last five years or so. And COVID really pushed it, progressed it forward rapidly, which is really, really encouraging. And I was so encouraged, really, when the Surgeon General announced yesterday, you know, did a did a lot of press releases on loneliness as an epidemic. Loneliness as an epidemic uh, that's really equal to a number of our medical health issues, you know, like hypertension, uh, stroke, dementia. You know, he equated uh, the loneliness epidemic to being similar to having 15 cigarettes a day. Okay, so that's almost a pack a day cigarettes. We know, you know, how scary, how damaging that can be. Um, He actually put some numbers to this, you know, that this somewhere between 30 to 50% will increase your risk. Loneliness, untreated loneliness that progresses over age can increase your risk of heart disease, stroke, and dementia by up to 50%. Um, you know, he's really been promoting and putting some statistics to this. You know, basically over 50% of people who are suffering from loneliness are either younger adults or over 65 years old. And, and that, um, you know, just our society has definitely um, grown in the area, I think, of both mental strain, but yet mental sophistication. So there's a number of things that, um, you know, him and the CDC are suggesting that we are definitely seeing in the front lines of healthcare and health systems. And that is really strengthening the social infrastructure for our communities and to really treat mental health and loneliness depression, anxiety, um, along with, you know, other obvious and less taboo healthcare situations, you know, like obesity, hypertension, as mentioned before. Um, really enacting, and I'm reading from the six uh, foundational pillars that the Surgeon General and CDC are suggesting, enacting pro-connection public policies. You know, I mean, the government just trying to do more consciously to provide resources for communities to connect people of all ages in a very healthy way, um, mobilize the healthcare sector to address the medical needs 
Um, what we've been learning, you know, a really big development in mental health is normalizing mental health mm-hmm. into medical health, like I mentioned. This really should be something that you can talk very openly to your primary care provider about, very openly to your HR representative at work about, um, friends, family. Um, I know this last year for me, you know, all my kids are all grown up. Um, one is an ex um, Special Forces Marine who's in his mid-30s, a senior in aerospace engineering, who opened up to me about being lonely, you know, and having some struggles with that. I have a 21-year-old college kid who's, who's on the honor roll, opened up to me just not too lonely about depression. You know, I, I, I kind of got him involved with a good counselor in our healthcare plan. And myself, even though I'm a highly, highly effective um, executive, and uh, individual who, who volunteers and is very social. I've struggled with loneliness this year. So I think just kind of normalizing this and integrating this into everyday life as, as a fact and as something we all can help each other with has been really, really helpful. Well, that, that's very interesting. I, I have a question, though. It brings up a, an interesting thought, uh, is that one, there seems because of COVID and other things with uh, world news and politics and the economy and all that kind of stuff, that uh, the whole concept of the frequency of mental illness uh, and and mental problems has been increasing. And it seems that the the awareness, especially like this month, mental health awareness, more people are aware of the the avenues to seek mental, uh, mental health help. My question is, do we have enough counselors and psychologists to handle it? Uh, Is there a shortage, or can people easily get some counseling if they feel they need it? Oh, that's a really great question, and and that is is a challenge. That is definitely an issue and challenge. Um, Psychiatry, psychology, counselors, social workers have all been really, really stretched, Um, particularly with um, you know, the COVID crisis, you know, that really just stretched people of all ages. Um, I think a lot of social factors have been really pushing us, you know, uh, increased inflation, uh, the economy, uh, world events, social media, uh, just, just all the above has really, you know, pushed the envelope. And COVID took a terrible toll on all healthcare providers, including mental health providers. You know, all of us working with masks and goggles on and just, you know, hearing that. So the answer is yes, uh, mental health workers are being stretched. And we, by the way, we really, really salute you. We see you. We thank you for staying so engaged. Um, often they are just so overworked, underpaid, <laughs> underappreciated, and we appreciate all mental health workers today. Some of the great innovations going on right now in mental health is, um, you know, increasing um, a lot of easily and free accessible tools, okay? So there's a lot of really great apps out there on the App Store that are free um, that you can, uh, you know, Google, download onto your, onto your phone for mental illness. I'm sorry, for, for mood disorders, common things like for anxiety and depression, um, See, some of the, the big ones we uh, like to promote is Sanvelo is a free app for anxiety and depression. Um, there's also MindShift, which are a couple of these. 
Another uh, breaking, uh, really cool breaking, new breaking area is in peer support, peer support. So as we know, it's really can be hard and challenging to get in with a psychiatrist or psychologist. Um, and then there's a lot of work to be done in between your meetings with a psychologist, psychiatrist, or counselor. Um, but there's, there's really this great development. The state of Ohio has been, the, the state of Ohio has been very supportive of peer recovery support, support specialists. In fact, I'm working with a program now in Columbus, Ohio, peer recovery support specialists. These are people who've actually successfully themselves navigated acute substance abuse, addiction, um, um, psychiatric disorders. They're now on the other side of this. Now, because of their past, they may have criminal records or, or it may be hard for them to get a conventional job, but they are actually being highly sought out as certified personal recovery specialists. Um, they can apply through the state to get a, a certification, which is rather um, simple to get, but it, it does have a you know, level of core values, ethics, skills that you need. And then you can get, they can get hired on in a number of state agencies, counseling offices, police departments, hospitals, as peer support counselors. Mm. And it, it's a fairly non-skilled, uh, or it's skilled, but not, you don't have to be highly educated to do this. So we're starting to see this influx of peer peers who are really being professionally trained to come in and, and help absorb all that time and need and give inspiration and handholding to people who are trying to overcome, um, you know, either different mood or personality disorder. So that's one thing there's... Well, well let me ask you a question as you, you bring up. Uh, if we are aware of these assets, of these capabilities of different programs, what do we look at uh, to notice amongst our coworkers and our friends and our family? Uh, what are the tells or the signs that they may be struggling with some kind of mental illness or emotional problem that could benefit by some of this treatment? What do we look for? Yeah, I think a um, couple things. I think number one is common sense. And I'm going I'm to use a personal example that will really show that, you know, kind of common sense of reality check to some of the things being said or done. Um, number one. Number two is escalation. You know, um, we all have times of loneliness, uh, anxiety, being blue, being disengaged, needing time alone. But is this escalating, increasing in frequency? Um, uh, and if there's just anything, um, uh, you know, is it escalating also in concern or danger? So, I had a neighbor, I had a neighborhood situation. I've lived in the same house for about 18 years. We've, we've really gotten all along very, very well as neighbors. We had a new neighbor come in, and um, within about a month, there was some arguing going on between him and the neighbor next to him, which escalated to the, the new neighbor shooting the other neighbor's house with BB guns, which escalated to them arguing um, very loudly, very aggressively. I called the sheriffs. I went out there. When I talked to my uh, more normal neighbor, he said, our new neighbor is saying my wife, who's 75 years old, is climbing on his roof, drilling holes into his roof. And he was very offended at that. He wanted to fight him because of that. And I was able to tell my, my normal neighbor, hey, this, this is more than a mood or personality trait. This is a psychotic diagnosis at this level. I mean, obviously, this is escalated. This is not logical. This is alarming. Um, 
So right, I think right. one of those things. Well, we're going to have to take a short break. I hate to inter- interrupt the story, but we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with Chris Phillips. We're talking about Mental Health Awareness Month, the month of May 2023. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Chris after these words. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for today. Uh, we're talking to Chris Phillips uh, about Mental Health Awareness Month, month of May 2023. And uh, Chris, thank you for joining us. Oh, love it. Yep. And uh, we're talking about uh, this this neighbor dispute and people who are obviously acting psychotic uh, and now we have so many weapons around and so many shootings around. When you see somebody you're strongly um, suspicious of having violent tendencies or maybe just keeping it inside and they may blow up someday, w- what do you do? Oh, yeah. See something, say something. You know, and obviously, to who? unfortunately, the, yeah. the news is, yeah, the news is so full of mass shootings and all of that. Um, I think it's always best to um, to err on the side of safety, you know, call your local police or sheriff's office. You know, the worst that can happen is, is you can be a little embarrassed and they can say it's nothing. But, um, you know, people on all levels, whether they're working a crisis hotline, whether they're your local sheriffs, deputies, police department, um, has been being more and more trained in mental health um, emergencies, mental health traits you know, when to recognize something is becoming dangerous. So, you know, we've all heard the stories um, about these mass shootings and maybe the warning signs that were leading up to it and that nobody said anything. So I would, you know, I would, like I said in right before the break, you know, use common sense. Um, I, If I'm ever getting into some sort of difficult situation, whether it's at work, in the neighborhood, or with a family member, I'll actually keep a little journal of maybe quotes, dates, times, things that are being said, not from the standpoint of dwelling on it or being, you know, not, not kind of like an unforgiveness journal, nothing like that, but kind of like, you know, what's, what's logical, what's really being said and done here. So if there's threats being made, I would definitely report those early. Uh, and remember, when people report to the police, you can always report to the police and then decide not to press charges, but at least you have some sort of record. You put somebody on the radar. So I, I think I would that, be that is very good. if you see something to say something, yeah. yeah. Well, I like the idea of keeping a journal. You can go to uh, any of the stationery or office supply stores and buy one of those little uh, six-inch uh, journal diary-type books and just keep that for those kinds of things. Helps lawyers out amazingly also. Mm. Uh, before we yeah, go, yeah. we're almost almost done today, but suicide is a huge problem. And I would assume mm-hmm. the more people who are depressed, uh, the more people who are undiagnosed, the more suicide can become a problem. Uh, what What is someone to do if they feel suicidal? Is there a place they can call? Yes. Since July of 2022, there's been a new resource out there on the 911 level. It's 988. Okay, so 988 is the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's staffed 24-7. 
across 200 different crisis call centers across the country. Get this. You can call or text it if you or a loved one is having any suicidal, uh, self-harm, or crisis problems that you want to talk to somebody about. Once again, call or text. I actually experimented with this this morning before this call to make sure it's available in Cleveland, and it is. I got an immediate reply. And when I got the reply by texting 988, um, you know, they asked me if I'm a veteran because they were going to forward me over to Veterans Affairs for special um, resources and approach to mm-hmm. veterans, which was really encouraging. And then, of course, it asked me to um, acknowledge and agree to their service agreement, which was just a tap. So uh, really re- realize 988 is a powerful new free resource for you and loved ones. Now, is there any charge for that, or do they keep your name and number? Or do you create a permanent record if you call it, well, or there, you're pretty anonymous? There's no, yeah, there's no charge, and I really don't know the mechanisms behind the scenes with that. But once again, um, you know, um, HIPAA, you know, which is privacy laws, are very, very strict and protective of anybody, especially those who have some sort of, you know, mental health mm-hmm. Um, challenge. So, um, well, we'll have to talk it. about this again sometime. But uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on Mental Health Awareness Month here in the month of May. And uh, the fact that there's a suicide and crisis lifeline by dialing 988. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great, healthy, and safe week. Goodbye. With nothing to do until morning And only my mind for company Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.